This week on the social program, we're speaking uh, on uh, we're speaking um, about uh, chapter 18 in the book uh, 30 Ways to Happiness, and uh, this chapter focuses on uh, nutrition, and um, it's titled "You Are What You Eat." Uh, that um, the choices that we make, the type of foods that we put in our body, this does have an impact on our well-being as well. And it is one of the ways to happiness if a person eats the correct foods. Uh, joining us on the line, Molana Ibrahim Abbam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And assalamu alaikum to all the listeners. Jazakumullah khairan amal for joining us on uh, the program this morning. Jazakallah for the opportunity. Amar, joining us on the line as well uh, this morning to discuss uh, this topic, we do have um, Nazneen Khan, Sister Nazneen Khan, who is a registered dietitian and uh, she features regularly on uh, Radio Islam International as well. Uh, Sister Nazneen, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for having me again. Jazakumullah khairan for taking out uh, the time uh, and joining us on uh, the program uh, this morning. Ma, certainly an interesting uh, topic. Uh, uh, one of the ways to happiness uh, is uh, about uh, the choices we make uh, when it comes to eating. Yes, uh, very interesting. And maybe I could ask Sister Nazin, uh, is it Nazneen, is it? Jima, Nazneen. Uh, I just want to see, we, all, we are all aware about the importance of good nutrition for good health. I mean, that is something that uh, by and large everyone would agree upon, even if they don't practice upon it, but uh, no one would deny that, that uh, what we eat uh, has an impact upon our health. But uh, yeah, the, the claim made, and of course, uh, Mufti Sab has uh, said that uh, there was a study that was performed that looked and tracked at the eating habits of 12,000 adults, uh, that by adding one serving of fruit or vegetables to their diet, meaning by eating healthy, they were able to increase their levels of happiness noticeably. Now, is there a correlation, uh, given the fact that we are serializing the book on happiness, between what you eat and your overall well-being, including your happiness? Uh, I have to agree so, so strongly, because remember that... We, yes, we eat. Food is more than just a necessary process to make sure that the body is functioning, right? Um, there's so many nutritional components that really become a part of us. And when I say that, I'm talking about our gut microbiota. So the little bugs that, or the, pro, the, the microorganisms that reside within our gut. And our gut is 90%, 90% of this entire structure is actually where our immunity sits. But also, we know that there's uh, what we call the gut-brain axis. Okay, and gut-brain microbiota axis, and axis A-X-I-S, right? And basically what this does is that there's a loop that says that if you are feeding your gut microbiota, good food and good nutrition and the right types of fats, the right types of carbohydrates, you know, fiber, um, the fruit and the vegetable. Basically what happens is this loop starts churning or moving. And if you have a healthy gut, you have a healthy microbiota. You have a healthy microbiota. You have a healthy mental makeup. And this whole uh, interchange basically is, is functional when you are eating correctly. And yes, the vegetables and the fruit, even just one more than you are currently eating. So if you started at ground zero and you had one, or if you were already eating one and you upped that by two, really uh, moves the cycle in the positive. 
So there are many, many studies that speak about a healthy gut giving you happiness. Now, when we look at our society, we are all aware and we, we sometimes in our gatherings and our discussion speak about our eating habits, which are not always the best given our background. Uh, you know, there's, there's food which is uh, very heavily spiced and uh, very heavily cooked in fried oil and fried uh, substance. What, what exactly would you recommend to people in terms of um, uh, the type of diet, the type of nutrition, the type of lifestyle changes they must make to be able to achieve overall uh, well-being and uh, in particular... Uh, keeping in mind the, the type of food we had, we have, and as we have uh, concluded, uh, what are the necessary changes that we need to make uh, to to get into uh, a state of well-being and uh, overall happiness? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we, we do consume a very Western diet. It's very highly processed foods. It's rich in animal uh, protein and, and, you know, with the fat and, and um, you know, all the, the nasties. Um, we also indulge in a lot of sugar. So this is the typical Western diet that's almost always been associated with cancer, stroke, heart disease, diabetes, etc. So there are, there are strong um, studies and evidence that speak about when you move from a Western diet to a Mediterranean diet, and a Mediterranean diet is high in, eating, uh, high in, in vegetables, fruit, fish, olive oil, um, uh, you know, some lean meats, etc., you know, including a lot of plant-based type of, of um, uh, products, there is a very strong-based evidence to show that this actually reduces your risks for heart disease, reduces your uh, risks for um, hormonal changes, especially in women, and it also helps uh, reduce cancers. So when you start eating you know, more of a Mediterranean diet, including avocados, like I said, um, olive oil, olives, um, a lot more fish than red meat. I'm not saying take away red meat um, because it's, it's very important to have red meat as well, but it's also about how you cook it, etc. Um, those points that I just mentioned are, are critical to actually s- swinging the curve towards health and wellness. Now, I want to say something here, and, you know, it's quite controversial, but I'm a strong subscriber of the fact that when you are cooking in seed oils, your risks increase. And my my cornerstone for Mediterranean uh, eating is to use the olive oil in your food preparation, etc., versus using the coconut oils and versus using the seed oils. So that, if that change can start bringing in about, you know, if you can, uh, our listeners can start bringing in those changes, already you're doing a, a great service to yourself. So I would strongly encourage olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, not blends, um, increasing fish to at least twice a week, making sure that you're eating fruit and vegetables in your day more than you have, even if you increase it to one more than you're currently having. And definitely, Mana, I can't uh, say that when, when you talk uh, we can talk about... It's a small to button. You're talking of uh, what we normally uh, find in, in the stuff, the... the, the uh, pumpkin, etc. Are you talking of Indian vegetable? Does it make a difference? No, you, Indian vegetables, fine. The, the challenge there is that, you know, when we cook our Indian vegetables, we use such huge amounts of oil mm. and also we cook it to a point of um, mush. You know, we make it really, really soft. And the idea is that you need to cook it just until the process of cooking has, has or of changing its consistency um, has been achieved, not till it's, you know, 
uh, all soggy, etc. So you need to eat it as crisp and, and crunchy as possible. But yes, you can eat your bindas, you can eat your brinjals, you can eat your papri, all of that. All those are great to have. I mean, there's no limitations. All vegetables are free. I just want to say that when you're eating potatoes, sweet potatoes, sweet corn, especially those three are more starchy vegetables. So you want to bring in more of the others. Um, um, but when you do eat potato, sweet potato and pumpkin um, and sweet corn, you kind of looking at starchiness in there and, you know, you want to balance that off. And, and, and dietitian or nutritionist can help you with that. But essentially, you know, try and eat a vegetable at every meal. Try and eat at least two fruit a day. Any fruit, any fruit. There's no limitations on fruit. Mm. Okay. Okay, I, I think these are so so important. At least we have set the, the tone for the program, and I'm sure there will be many listeners who can maybe give us some input with regard to how a change in diet has worked uh, for them in terms of uh, overall wellness, including happiness. Jazakallah, so much for, I think, very, very important yeah. guidelines. Sorry, we don't have much more time. Is there anything that you would like to add? Uh, just uh, one of uh, from the listeners uh, that uh, want to, um, uh, a bit of advice on this here. They wanted to know that we spoke about the well-being uh, between your diet and, of course, uh, your, your mental health or your well-being. They want to know, is there a relation or a connection between... Um, your sleep uh, routine and the type of foods that you eat? 100%. 100%. So uh, it's been proven that those people who don't sleep properly or wake up in the middle of their sleep because of maybe sleep apnea or any other kind of disturbances, that the tendency for them to have disease-related um, malnutrition, so for, for example, uh, heart disease, cancers, um, diabetes, are much, much higher. And the challenge is that when you're breaking your sleep, you're not getting enough oxygen to your brain. And that's the reason that these things start happening because cortisol, which is a hormone, um, a fat hormone starts being released. And as a result, you start getting hungry and you start eating the wrong things. You start craving. And the, the challenge is to try and break that cycle with good sleeping habits. Um, you know, so you need to get to bed early. You need to put off your blue lights and whatever other stimulating, um, you know, um, devices that you have. And also very important to have something that's calming and soothing in the evening so stay away from like high sugary foods high fatty foods that are going to keep you up in the middle of the night so i would definitely say go lighter in the evening um, try and have an early dinner if that is your main meal and try to stay away from the snacking because it's going to make you um, uncomfortable and you're not going to sleep for that why is there anything else no, no, nothing. Jazakallah, they set the scene and we can, inshallah, take it on from there, giving uh, various uh, Islamic uh, citations in terms of good nutrition. Jazakumullah so much. Jazakumullah khairan, Sister Nazin. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on uh, the areas of Radio Islam International. Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi That was Sister Nazneen Khan, a registered dietitian, and she has a website, uh, mydietitian.co.za, uh, or you can look her up on Instagram as well, mydietitian.co, if anyone would like any more info on that, on your diet or your nutrition. Uh, Ma, this topic certainly very interesting, uh, something that uh, we need to ponder on as well, that uh, what we eat does have an effect uh, on your body, that you are what you eat. Yeah, I think it's good we had uh, the nutritionist and giving us some guidelines about uh, eating habits and how does it impact upon your health and impact upon happiness. Very interesting because by and large we always uh, associate a good diet with, um, with good health. 
But uh, here there is also a study that it also improves your overall wellness, including your happiness. Tomorrow we, we, <laughs> we in our fraternity, we have to be the last one to speak in this particular regard. <laughs> Uh, I always say, wow, even something as healthy as vegetables uh, can be prepared in a way that it will become unhealthy, like she said. Yeah, but I think, well, there is no doubt mm. we need to address it. Uh, it. It is something that uh, uh, it, it's, it's much more, even from the Shari point of view, there is so much of emphasis. Now, when I looked at uh, uh, this whole the aspect of you are what you eat, uh, it was. I, I, I just sort of uh, went into a smile, and the reason why I went into a smile was, Marhum uh, Hakim Yusuf Molvi uh, used to have his rooms just near Newtown Masjid. So I used to meet him every Wednesday, by and large, whenever I was around. And we always used to, after Zor, maybe have a few words. And he always used to tell me, he said, I one day want to give a talk on Jumma in your Masjid, and the topic will be, you are what you eat. So I said, Moana, anytime you're ready, you let me know. Uh, maybe sometimes when people tell us something, we don't follow it up, and uh, later on we, we sort of regret. I never had a chance to, to be able to, uh, to get that from him, but uh, he always used to tell me, one day I want to speak in your margin, and my topic would be, you are what you eat. And uh, when I just looked at that topic, I, I was reminded of uh, Hazrat Moana Hakim Yusuf Molvi. Nevertheless, uh, very important, and as Mufti Sahib say that we are, uh, daily, you know, there are choices that we have to make. Some of the choices we just make impulsively without much thought. Now, sometimes not considering our options and their consequences can have effects that we never thought were even possible. This is particularly true when it comes to choosing what we eat, how we eat, and how much we eat. So it's not about only uh, what we eat, it's also uh, how much and how we eat it. I mean, there's, there's, there's specific guidelines in our Sharia on all three of these things, what to eat, how to eat, and how much we eat. Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah had said, the key to happiness is to follow the sunnah of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu in all matters, including our eating, sleeping, and communicating. And in, do so, in doing so, we would truly follow Nabi Karim Sallallahu uh, in every matter, which is the ideal. So one of the things that Allah Ta'ala and our beloved Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has emphasized upon is to eat wholesome things. So this is an interesting, interesting uh, phenomena because uh, many a times the one, the one point that is made mention is that uh, sometimes we, we pay a lot of attention to the halal ingredients. So you got uh, certified, Senha certified. Which Senha certifies basically is whether the, uh, the food is consumable, that you can consume, is it halal or not. But uh, many a times there is a, a call from the various segments of the society to, what about Tayyib? Uh, and and uh, I, I, I'm quite close to Senha, I'm, I'm part of Senha. So uh, when normally these things come, Senha's response has always been, see, we are not, we are not in any way refuting the importance of Tayyib, but we have got a specific task and responsibility is to see to the halal ingredients of uh, the, uh, the food that we certify. As far as Tayyib is concerned, then that is the responsibility of other people, and we've got no qualms in cooperating with people to have things done which is Tayyib. So I think it's important that uh, the Quran tells us, eat from the wholesome things, not only eat from halal, uh, but eat wholesome. 
Now, what is wholesome would be a complete uh, another sort of uh, topic, what to do. And I think basically it will fall under what we are trying to say that eat healthy. Uh, and in the hadith, Nabi Karim Sallallahu has made mention the stomach is the home of disease and abstinence is the home of every rem- remedy. Abstinence meaning abstaining from things that become harmful because of its excessiveness. Now, there are many things that are good in moderation, but the moment you go beyond moderation and go excessive, then it becomes harmful. Even things that are normally, uh, you know, helpful and good, in, in, in excessiveness, it becomes harmful. And, of course, there are certain type of things that uh, are harmful by its very nature, and you've got to be very careful with regard to it. So every time one eats, the body responds to the meal intake. Not only by absorbing the nutrients, the proteins, and the carbohydrates uh, and the carbs, but also by storing anything that is in excess as fat. Unfortunately, excess fat in our bodies results in many disorders, such as insulin resistance, chronic inflammation, and osteoarthritis. Now, the type of food we had has an impact upon our health, has an impact upon our overall uh, wellness. Now, one of the things that is very important is that Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us such a great wisdom in our approach to eating and nourishing our bodies. And what the wisdom of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is would, have, would fill volumes. One of the narrations of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sums up the challenge of eating and satiating ourselves. It is narrated that Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa said, no man fills a container worse than his stomach. And today they tell you that not fill your stomach to its fill. And way back, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi had given us uh, that particular type of guidance. So Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said, eat as much as that can keep your back upright. Right? So normally when we say one-third for food, one-third one third for water, and one-third for, for breathing, uh, that is the last one. That is what Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi said at last. That is at least that what you must do. Otherwise, initially, Nabi Karim Sassim said, have a few morsels that keep your back straight. Just have enough morsels and enough food and nutrition to keep your back straight, to keep you, you know, healthy and just enough, enough of energy to make you go through your day. If you have to go more than that, so not least that that is the ideal. The ideal is just have enough to, to keep you, your back straight and keep you enough energy to keep you going. Don't go in excess. If you have to go more than that, then have one-third food, one-third water, and one-third at least uh, keep your stomach empty to be able to, uh, you know, at least breathe. You know, have some, some uh, space in your body mm. to breathe. Now, Mufti Khanpuri, when he was here, I remember him saying one very interesting joke. He said a person uh, was, you know, overeating in, in, in a, in a dawat. And he started having some sort of discomfort because of the overeating. So someone gave him something like, you know, for indigestion. Gave him something like, you know. So it was a braai. So they gave him the, you know, and said, have this if you are having discomfort. So he said a very interesting thing. He said, if I could have anything more, I would have had another piece of braai meat, not another, you know. <laughs> if I had to have something, well, why are you telling me to have this? I would have had rather had... Um, 
you know, you know, mm. uh, instead of, you know, I would have had another piece of uh, boti. I would have had another piece of meat. So anyway, this is something that we really take lightly and we don't take it uh, important that afterwards it has consequences upon our health, especially as we grow old. When we are young, uh, we don't have, we don't keep these things in mind. So one of the things that I will tell you very, very interestingly is that uh, uh, Morana Ahmed Haturani was very, very, very careful about his diet. And he used to eat very meticulously, eat very sensibly, eat very moderately, with moderation. And one of his sons one day told me, uh, he said a very amazing thing. He saw, he saw some young people overeating in in uh, gathering. So he said that, uh, why are you f- finishing and diminishing uh, uh, Allah's quota that Allah has given you, how much you're going to eat? Why are you finishing it so quickly? So in our Jummah khutbah, many times we hear this uh, hadith, Allah wa inna nafsal lan tamut hatta tastakmila rizqaha. No one will die until he completes his risk which Allah has allotted for him. So you're not going to die until you finish what Allah has determined for you, how much you're going to earn wealth and how much you're going to put in your stomach. So Mawlana used to tell people when they're eating much, he said, why are you diminishing Allah's risk so quickly so your quota is going to get quickly finished. So amazing. Mm. It just tells you the, the importance of, you know, uh, eating uh, moderately, eating with moderation. Eat and drink, but do not go into wastefulness and excess. To the listeners, uh, interact with us. We always love to hear from you. Uh, let us know on 072-786-1548. How is uh, um, your eating habits? So perhaps you've changed to a healthier diet. How has that uh, impacted on your life or given you a, a happier life? How have you made that change? Drop us a message or you can call us as well on 11 1548 We're going to break for the half-hourly ed- headlines and uh, the air break. On the other side of that, uh, we continue with this discussion. The social program on Radio Islam International and this week... Uh, we're speaking on the chapter uh, You Are What You Eat from the book 30 Ways to Happiness by Mufti Yusuf Musaji. Uh, Mohaj, just to go through uh, some of the responses that have come through. Uh, the first one here, Mohaj, says uh, many times we want to eat uh, healthy, we want to uh, have a healthier diet, but we find that um, the healthy food. Uh, are very expensive. You look at uh, a bottle of pure olive oil or even um, your fruits and your veggies, they are just as expensive, so it can be a bit difficult. Yes, I, I think it's it's true what you say, but then the, 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 the point would be, would it be as expensive as getting ill and then spending money on medication? Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, I think sometimes maybe we need to make choices and, uh, and maybe sometimes what we perhaps need to do is to look out uh, for some specials on those issues which, uh, which, which are good buys and good uh, nutrition and good habits. So you, you do that and, and sometimes you, you're not always going to be able to, to uh, look at the value of things only by the money. You're also going to look at it in the overall goodness. So if you're going to continuously eat things which are cheap, which are unhealthy, then you are going to then spend more money on medication. So maybe you just need to, to, to do the adjustment and do the balance. Well, what will be more important? Amar, there's a message here from one of the listeners. They say on a lighter note, if we are what we eat, what would happen if my spouse eats my brains the whole day? <laughs> 
That is part of summer. You will get summer. That will be part of the summer that you need to have. Yeah. Uh, so continue to send through your messages, 072-786-1548. Um, the lines are also open on 011-854-1548. The point that Mufti also makes in this book is he says that we must learn to live uh, a moderate life. We live in an era, uh, in an era uh, that, that focuses so much on, on abundance. It's all about go big or go home. No, there's no doubt whatsoever. You know, the way uh, Mufti Sahib has very beautifully put it under the Quranic ayat, Kulu washrabu wala tusrifu, eat and drink and do not be extravagant. He does not like extravagant people. This one verse, if practiced upon, is sufficient to change individuals, communities, and whole societies. It is not only about eating. I believe in every aspect of life. وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطَةً We have made you a justly balanced ummah. خَيْرُ الْأُمُورِ أُوسَطُوَا The best of affairs is that in which moderation is uh, adopted. And Mufti Sab says that قَالَ بَعْدُ السَّلْفِ جَمَعَ اللَّهُ التِّبْ فِي نِسْفِ آيَةٍ Allah has encapsulated the essence of how to maintain good health in half of us. Eat and drink but be moderate. Don't go into excess. And many a times you hear the doctors tell you, so many times you heard they said, listen, eat everything, but just be, don't go into excess. Just go and do it moderately. We eat too much sometimes. We don't have moderation. And then sometimes the choices also we make. Too much of fried and deep fried food, processed food, food with artificial flavorings. All this does not give us much nutritional value. They do not really nourish the body. Uh, so I think it's important. And now the, the, you know, I'm just looking at some of the things you eat. You are what you eat. So I've got an article in front of me which tells us, now people talk about the Mediterranean diet. The, the, Dr. Nazanin spoke to us about olive oil. There's a, there's a narration that Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had said, eat from the blessed tree, olives, olive, olive tree, and massage yourself with the oil of the olive tree. Because in it there is blessings. There is a narration that says that uh, there are 70 cures of sickness in olive oil. Now, we, today everyone talks about the Mediterranean diet, the Mediterranean diet, uh, you know, eating fish, eating different types of olive oil. But Nabi Karim Salaam and Allah Ta'ala has made mention of it way back. So, you know, there is this whole particular situation that, uh, as is beautifully put forward in this uh, article I got in front of me, moderation in eating will bring about morality, confidence, courage, and will lead to a healthy heart. Milk, which Allah Ta'ala so beautifully puts it in this way in the Holy Quran, وَإِنَّ لَكُمْ فِي الْأَنْعَامِ لَعِبْرَةِ In the cow and the cattle there is uh, ibrat for you, Nustikum, uh, Allah Ta'ala gives you to drink between the blood and the filth and the excreta of the cow. But Allah Ta'ala does not allow the color of the blood to taint the whiteness of the milk. And Allah Ta'ala does not allow the excreta of the animal to taint uh, the pureness of the milk. Lebanon, milk khalisan, pure which is enjoyable to the one who is drinking it, subhanAllah. So, uh, obviously, again, in moderation, because now in it, in it itself also, dairy products might be harmful. The one, one point that I would like to make mention, sometimes there are things that are generally good, but in certain specific situations, 
if the doctor tells you that you know, to have too much dairy, maybe at a time, for example, in a running stomach, or for example, you have sugar, don't have too much dates, that is not against the, the general benefit of that, uh, which Allah Ta'ala has made mention. It is a specific situation which you have to keep in mind. You can one doctor told me someone went to for Umrah and he said, no, I'm in the Mubarak and blessed cities. I don't have to worry about diet. And he started, you know, having a great amount of dates. And despite he was a diabetic, he collapsed one day. So some of the doctors, what do you do? He said, no, I ate so much dates. But even if dates are good, but in moderation, if you have, for example, diabetic and they tell you have a little less. And you can't go and insist and saying that, no, I can have as much as I want. So there are certain types of food which are generally good, but in certain specific situations, they can be a situation of telling you that uh, be careful with regard to it. Milks give patience, kindness, calmness, honey enhances memory, purity, healing. Allah in the Holy Quran has made mention of sharabu mukhtalifun alwan fi shifa'u linnas. Uh, grapes turns grief and de- depression into happiness and joy with moderation, especially the people who have di- who are diabetic. Date causes patience, forbearance, and satisfaction. Olive oil helps to strengthen memory. Fresh fruits reinforce nerves and healthy skin. So these are the type of things that we have to be striving towards in eating healthy, which I think is a very much a neglected situation in our, in, in our society. Nabi Karim Sallallahu had said, uh, a healthy and a strong believer is more better and more beloved to Allah than a weak believer. Although some ulama have made mention it is a spiritually strong believer, but many ulama have said no. It also speaks about a strong believer in terms of his physical self, because when he is physically strong, he will be able to do more good deeds. Ma, uh, one of the listeners uh, has uh, dropped a message saying that uh, we've spoken or it was mentioned about um, <clears throat> the connection between your uh, well-being and your sleep and your diet as well. They want to know, is there a connection between uh, your diet and what you eat and your spiritual well-being? There is no doubt whatsoever. Very, very big, uh, uh, very, very in- interesting. Jazakallah for bringing that. Kulumina tayyibat wa'amalu saliha. Eat halal, pure, and do righteous deeds. Now, ulama say, why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mention the two together? Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make mention of eating halal and pure and doing righteous deeds? Now, of course, we know that very famous incident that is normally quoted at such a time. Let me repeat it. It's such an interesting incident. Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal rahmatullahi went to the house of his ustad, Imam Shafi rahmatullahi. Imam Shafi rahmatullahi used to speak so very highly about his student. My, my student, Imam Ahmad, is so, so pious. He is such a great student of mine. He's my best student. So when he started coming, the children of Imam Shafi Ramatulali were so, so, you know, keen to see who is this great student of our father who he speaks always highly about. So one day, as he came, uh, you know, the, he started, uh, you know, the, the, he slept at the night in Imam Shafi Ramatulali's house. And the next morning, the daughters of Imam Shafi Ramatulali came and they complained to their father. And they said, uh, you speak so highly about Imam Ahmad, your student, but uh, we didn't find him, find him to be the way you, uh, the way you spoke about him. So Imam Shafi Ramatulali said, what, what, what do you mean? He said, firstly, see, we, we saw that, you know, we thought that he is very, very pious. So we said we will observe him. Firstly, we noticed that uh, when he started sitting down to eat, he ate, you know, tremendously. You know, he, uh, what we will say in today's time, he put away. 
he really ate much. And to eat more than normal is not a sign of piety. The second thing is that we notice that, um, even though he ate too much, that he ate much more than what normally people would eat. The second thing is uh, we put water there for him to make water for, the time there wasn't tap, so we put some water for him uh, to, to make wuzu, to read, uh, and, uh, you know, the hajjud namaz, he didn't use the water. It means he didn't get up for the hajjud. So where is his piety? And the third thing is, he didn't even use the water for wuzu. That means uh, what we're starting to fear that uh, there was no other water, there was no other, there was no wuzu kana there in the in the in the masjid that side. So that did it mean? Does it mean that he made uh, fajr namaz without wuzu? You know, does this mean mm-hmm. something that they made mention of? So at that particular time, Imam Shafi Ramatullah said, "I'm going to ask him." So he asked him. So when he started asking him. Uh, Imam Muhammad ibn Hamad rahmatullahi said, I've always heard that when you eat pure, pure, wholesome food, Allah Ta'ala makes a change in your spirituality. So I said, where am I going to get more wholesome food than the house of my ustad? So therefore I ate more than normal because of the barakah of my ustad's food. And because of the barakah of that, when I sat down after Isha to, to meditate or to make zikr or to make ibadat, Allah Ta'ala started opening volumes and wisdom of knowledge, so much so that matters that I previously did not comprehend from the Quran and Hadith, I started thinking about it, I started talking about it and started thinking about those Quranic ayat and Hadith which I could not understand properly previously. I started deducting Masail and over 100 Masail I deducted over the entire night because of the food that I consumed. And because I stayed awake whole night and I was, you know, making, uh, taking out and deducing uh, Masail from the Quran and Hadith, I had my wuzu and I made uh, Fajr namaz with a wuzu of Isha. So there is definitely, Jazakallah for bringing it up, there is definitely a very, very great link between what we eat and our spirituality. Mm. I remember Ma, when we were in Madrasa as well, our Satita would tell us a story about uh, one of the Madaris in, in India where every year there would be a, a person that would give a dawah, uh, a dawah uh, to the ulama and it was very simple but the ulama used to wait for it because they would say for weeks if not months after that they could feel like um, uh, you know, the, the effects of, the, of that food because it was prepared with uh, such sincerity and also uh, from halal and tayyib sources. Yes, and there is the incident of Manana Yaqub Nanotwi, Rahmatullahi, I think I'm getting it right, but uh, subject to correction on the name of one of our great scholars, that he once, he said he ate something that was in some way slightly doubtful, and he said for 40 days I could feel the negative spiritual impact upon what I was eating. So no doubt whatsoever. Ulama have always told us that uh, the people in the past used to, uh, used to eat um, uh, from the, the, the wives and the, the mothers when they used to cook, they used to cook with wuzu and they used to cook uh, reading, making zikr. So it had an impact upon the spirituality of the people. So it is a very, very important thing that uh, we, it does have a definite, definite situation with regard to it. Hmm. Uh, looking at some of the responses uh, that have come from the listeners, why it seems that uh, our listeners are in a humorous um, mood this morning. Uh, listeners saying here yeah, that uh, I choked on a carrot this afternoon after deciding to eat a bit healthier and uh, all I could think of was um, a donut wouldn't have done this to me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 
Well, uh, not, not necessarily so. Uh, you could have choked on a discovery. It's all a matter of how, how, how you're eating it. Mm. And uh, I don't think any people, many people will choke on a carrot. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> But they say life is all about balance. We eat well to live healthy. We eat uh, with doing all of the sunnah and reading the du'as, sleep and exercise, also important. When we keep all of this in mind, our heart and our brain will be relaxed. And alhamdulillah, in that way we'll be a better person and a better believer as well. And one of the things, health is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we, when Allah has given us our body as an amanat, as a trust. So part of, of that trust, and our ulama have made mention of this many a times, is that when Allah has given you this body as a trust, as an amanat, then utilize it correctly. You know, otherwise, if you, if you are not going to utilize it correctly, uh, you are, in, in many ways, you are violating the trust of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Allah has given you all of this to look after it, the trust of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, these are very important. And Allah Ta'ala has made mention of some of the things in such a beautiful manner about fruit and vegetables. This ayat I always found, find to be so, so great. It's so beautiful. Allah Ta'ala speaks about, you know, the, the gardens of grapes and corn. And, and corn uh, and grapes. And sometimes, sometimes in one tree, sometimes in one branch, that tree, that branch, is sourced and gets water from the same source, yet from the same branch you eat one fruit, it is extremely sweet, and you eat another fruit from the same branch, it is not sweet. Allah says, we, we, you know, we gave one superior, superiority over the other in taste and in eating. Verily in that there is uh, a cure for people who have intelligence. Subhanallah. What a great thing that we have to keep in mind with regard to how Allah Ta'ala has made mention. Allah Ta'ala has made mention of many things in the Holy Quran. Allah Ta'ala makes mention with regard to seafood. Allah Ta'ala has made permitted for you the, the food of the sea. Right now, there is a difference of opinion with regard to it, but generally, Allah Ta'ala speaks about seafood. So when we talk about the Mediterranean diet, which speaks about seafood, Allah has made mention with regard to it. Allah Ta'ala speaks about milk. Allah Ta'ala speaks about, you know, nutrition in terms of fruit, vegetable, grapes. And these are all important things. And the point that I think is so important, and maybe we can conclude for, with it for now, uh, and then maybe see next week either we continue with it or we can uh, go to the next topic. But one thing is that it's in a study performed at the university in England and in Queensland, Australia, scientists found after having tracking the eating habits of 12,000 adults that by adding one serving of fruit or vegetable to their diets, they were able to increase their level of happiness noticeably. Now, it tells you that not only is it healthy, but it improves the overall wellness, including your happiness. I think it's something that we should be considering, especially when we come to Ramadan, Mulana. Yeah, I see. It just so happened more that we're speaking on this topic um, three weeks or less than three weeks left for the month of Ramadan. And I see Mufti has also mentioned here that the month of Ramadan is an ideal time for us to review our diet. Yeah, we do review it in a negative way. <laughs> 
uh, Jazakallah so much for that. I think uh, it is something, maybe what I will try and do, uh, I see that there is an article in front of me which speaks about uh, 20 importance, 20 points of importance of health in Islam. So maybe we'll try and do through some of that, inshallah, next week. Let's see how we do mm. inshallah. I see the next topic is also on good health, Ma, so it would yeah, so work out, inshallah. Join the two together, inshallah. Ma, anything else Ma, I would like to add? No, nothing for the time being, inshallah. Uh, we, we, we just tell the people that when they're giving da'wah, they together with everything, they must keep their health. Uh, also very important in terms of uh, the da'wahs, inshallah. <laughs> Well, for the lovely uh, program uh, brings us to then inshallah we we'll speak tomorrow next week that brings us to the end of uh, the social uh, program uh, this morning uh, the podcast of the program will be available a little later on our um, website and on our social media pages uh, if anyone would like to listen to the program again or share it with others as well you can uh, find the link there uh, until uh, a little later I'll be back with you just after 11am uh, until then assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh